إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we were on the topic of the decree the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we mentioned that the decree has four levels arba'a maratib for the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first level was what what was the first level regarding the belief in the decree That the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses everything. The second. Everything recorded in the preserved tablet. Everything is written down in the preserved tablet. Thirdly. That everything occurs by the will of Allah. Whatever Allah wills, occurs. What Allah does not will, will not occur. And fourthly, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created all of the decree. The author, he says here, وَمِن صِفَاتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى أَنَّهُ الْفَعَالُ لِمَا يُرِيدُ from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He does as He pleases. لا يكون شيء إلا بإرادته Nothing occurs except by His will. ولا يخرج شيء عن مشيئته And nothing is outside of the will of Allah. Nothing occurs outside of the will of Allah. Whatever Allah wills occurs. And what He does not will, does not occur. وَلَيْسَ فِي الْعَالَمِ شَيْءٌ يَخْرُجُ عَنْ تَقْدِيرِهِ There is nothing in the whole universe, everything in creation, that is outside of the decree of Allah. Everything in creation is in the decree of Allah. وَلَا يَصْدُرُ إِلَّا عَنْ تَدْبِيرِهِ And nothing occurs in this whole creation universe except by the decree of Allah. وَلَا مَحِيدَ عَنِ الْقَدَرِ الْمَقْدُورِ And there is nothing you can do to escape the decree. You cannot escape or bypass the decree in any way. وَلَا يُتَجَاوَزُ مَا خُطَّ فِي اللَّوْحِ الْمَسْطُورِ and you cannot bypass what has been written in the preserved tablet. Arada mal'alamu fa'iluh. Walaw asamahum lama khalafuh. Walaw sha'a an yuti'uhu jami'an la ata'uh. Khalaqal khalqa wa af'alahum wa qaddara arzaqahum wa ajalahum. Yehdi man yasha'u birahmatih. Wayudillu man yasha'u bihikmatih. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, He wills what has occurred in this creation, 
And if Allah had uh, given salvation to all of the creation, nobody would have opposed. But Allah, uh, the ones who obey Him, uh, had Allah willed for all of them to obey Him, then they would have obeyed Him. And Allah has created the creation and their acts. وَقَدَّرَ أَرْزَاقَهُمْ وَآجَالَهُمْ And He has given the decree to the sustenance that we will have and to the lifespans that we will have. And Allah guides whom He wills by His mercy and uh, misguides whom He wills with His wisdom. And that says in the Qur'an, لَا يُسْأَلُ عَمَّا يَفْعَلُ وَهُمْ يُسْأَلُونَ Allah is not asked about what he does, but they are the ones who are asked. So here it mentions that everything is by the decree of Allah. Mentions that Allah created the creation and their actions. That does not mean that we, as we mentioned before, hold the decree responsible. We are the ones who make the choices upon those actions. And Allah is the one who has uh, decreed our sustenance for us, our rizq for us, what we will have, what is apportioned for us in this lifetime. All of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has apportioned to us. And Allah mentioned in the Quran, Inna kulla shay'in khalaqanahu biqadr, that indeed we have created everything by the decree. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى وَخَلَقَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ فَقَدَّرَهُ تَقْدِيرًا that Allah created everything and that He uh, determined it upon that decree. And then the author mentions various other ayat all speaking about this affair until he comes to the hadith of Jibreel again, where Jibreel said to the Prophet iman. Tell me about iman. And when Jibreel asked the Prophet wasallam to tell him about iman, the Prophet ﷺ had told him, أَن تُؤْمِنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَن تُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ When the Prophet ﷺ asked, uh, when Jibreel asked, the Prophet ﷺ told him, it is to have iman in Allah and in his angels and in his books and in his prophets and in the Day of Judgment. And to have iman in the decree, it's good and it's bad. Hadith which is in Muslim. وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ آمَنْتُ بِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ وَحُلْوِهِ وَمُرِّهِ That I have believed in the decree, it's good and it's bad, it's sweet and it's bitter. وَمِن دُعَاءِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الَّذِي عَلَّمَ الْحَسَنِ بْنُ عَلِيٍّ يَدْعُو بِهِ فِي قُنُوتِ الْوَتْرِ وَقِينِي شَرَّ مَا قَضَيْتَ And in the du'a al-qunut that you recite in the witr, then it was mentioned, وَقِينِي شَرَّ مَا قَضَيْتَ Protect me and guard me from the evil of what you have decreed, what occurs. وَلَا نَجْعَلُ قَضَاءَ اللَّهِ وَقَدَرَهُ حُجَّةً لَنَا فِي تَرْكِ أَوَامِرِهِ وَعَدَمِ اشْتِنَابِ نَوَاهِهِ We do not make the decree as an excuse for us like we mentioned last time. If a person commits sins, he does wrong, then he cannot say, well, that's the decree of Allah. It was decreed for me that I was going to do this wrong. 
You cannot blame the decree of Allah upon the wrongs that you do. Because those wrongs that you do, it's you who makes the decision to do them. Allah gave you the ability to choose. Allah gave you that intention, gave you that ability. So you are the one who makes the choices whether to do the halal or to go into the haram. So if you go into the haram by your free will, then it is you who is to blame for that. بَلْ يَجِبُ أَنْ نُؤْمِنَا وَنَعْلَمَا أَنَّ لِلَّهِ عَلَيْنَا الْحُجَّ بِإِنزَالِ الْكُتُبْ وَبِعْثَةِ الرُّسُلِ Rather we need to understand and recognize that Allah has the evidence upon us. The evidence has been established upon us. How has the evidence been established upon us? Because Allah has sent the prophets and the messengers with the guidance. Allah has sent the books, the revelations with the guidance. So now the evidence is established upon us. The one who follows and the one who implements it, then that is salvation. But the one who abandons it and does not follow that revelation, then for him is the destruction. As Allah mentioned, لِأَلَّا يَكُونَ لِلنَّاسِ عَلَى اللَّهِ حُجَّةٌ بَعْدَ الرُّسُلِ That Allah sent the messengers, رُسُلًا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنْذِرِينَ لِأَلَّا يَكُونَ لِلنَّاسِ عَلَى اللَّهِ حُجَّةٌ بَعْدَ الرُّسُلِ Allah sent the prophets as bringers of glad tidings and as warners so that the people do not have any proof upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter. وَنَعَلَمُ أَنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ مَا أَمَرَ وَنَهَا إِلَّا الْمُسْتَطِيعِ لِلْفِعْلِ وَالتَّرْكِ وَأَنَّهُ لَمْ يُجْبِرْ أَحَدًا عَلَى مَعْصِيَ وَلَا اضْطَرَّهُ إِلَى تَرْكِ طَاعَةِ Allah has not compelled us upon our actions. That is like the people of innovation who claim that Allah has compelled us what we do. That we are uh, compelled and forced by the decree in what we do. Like that example we gave of the man at the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab or one of the Khulafa, when he used to drink alcohol and they took him to the leader, the Amir al-Mu'mineen, and it was said to him, why do you keep drinking alcohol? He said, it's not my fault, it was in the decree. It was decreed I was going to drink alcohol yesterday and so I drunk it. The fact that I drunk it, does it not mean that it was in the decree? Of course it was in the decree then. So that he was trying to use as a proof. But it is not to be used as a proof. The decree is not to be used as a proof. Allah does not compel us to do what we do. You are the one who is given that ability to choose. You are the one who has been given the ability to make the intention. So when you perform those actions, if they are actions of evil, it is your consequence. It is you who has done that and the consequences you must face for it. And that is why Allah said in the Hadith Qudsi, on the day of judgment, مَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلِحْمَدِ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ فَلَا يُلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَ Whoever finds goodness on the day of judgment, then let him thank Allah. But if you find anything other than goodness in your records on the day of judgment, then do not blame anybody except yourself. Do not blame anybody else except yourself. Allah said in the Quran, "La yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa wusaha." Allah does not burden a soul more than it can burden. Allah does not burden a soul more than its capability. Fattaqullah ma Allah said also in the Quran. 
Fear Allah to the best of your ability. And the meaning of these is that when the Prophet ﷺ said that I have commanded you with the commandments, so do what you are able. مَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُوا مِنْهُ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ What I have commanded you to do, then do as much as you are able. وَمَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَاجْتَنِبُهُ And what I have prohibited you against, then stay away from it all. Why did the Prophet ﷺ say, the things which I have commanded you to do, then do as much as you can. But the things which I have prohibited you from, then stay away from them all. Didn't say stay away, stay away from as many as you can. Stay away from them all. Why the difference? When the command goes given, do as much as you are able from the commandments. And stay away, not from as much as you are able from the prohibitions, stay away from all of the prohibitions. How come? We've covered this before. Anybody? Because you are capable of staying from it. Because staying away from something doesn't require ability. Doing something requires ability. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to get up and make wudu, to come to the masjid, to stand, bow, make prostration, all of that requires ability, requires effort. But to stay away from the haram doesn't require effort. You're sat in your home, and the shaitan whispers to you to go out and drink alcohol. To stay away from that sin, what do you have to do? Just don't do anything. Stay sitting on your sofa, don't do anything, and you've abandoned and avoided that sin. As long as you do nothing, just stay at home. Don't do it, just stay at home, do nothing. That's it, you've not done the sin. So to not do a sin, all you have to do is do nothing. Doesn't require any effort, just don't do it. To actually do the sin requires effort. To actually go out and do the sin requires effort from you. But to not do it, no effort, just don't do it. Just sit at home, relax and don't do it. Doesn't require effort. That's why the Prophet ﷺ said, stay away from all sins. Because everybody can stay away from all sins. It doesn't require effort to stay away from sins in terms of physical ability, etc. Whereas worship, worship requires ability. Worship, you need ability. You need to get up, you need to make wudu, you need to go to the mosque. It requires physical effort and ability to do worship. Hajj requires physical effort and ability to go. Requires ability. So that's why the Prophet ﷺ said with worship and with commandments, do as much as you can with your ability, in accordance to your ability. But with prohibitions, because it doesn't require ability to stay away from something, you just don't do it. Therefore, it's not a case of staying away from what you can, because you can stay away from everything. Just don't do it. So the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that to us. And that is because uh, Allah has mentioned here in the Quran too that a soul is not going to be burdened with more than it can bear. A soul is not burdened with more than it can bear. So if you are not able to perform hajj physically, you can't go out there, then there's no sin upon you. A person can't stand and pray, then there is no sin upon him. If he had some 
problem with his leg or something, he can't stand and pray, needs to sit on a chair, then no problem, there's no sin upon him. Allah does not burden a person more than he can uh, handle, more than he can bear. So if he's not able to stand, he can sit and pray. If he couldn't even sit and pray, then like the narration says, he can pray upon his side, lying down. If that's all he's capable of, his body physically is unable to even sit down due to some disease or, or, or wound or something. Then Allah does not burden that person more than he can bear. He can lie down and pray even. So that is what is mentioned here, that Allah does not oppress anybody, does not burden a soul more than it can bear. Allah said in the Quran, الْيَوْمَ تُجَزَى كُلُّ نَفْسٍ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ لَا ظُلْمَ الْيَوْمَ Today, every soul shall be recompensed upon what it earned. Allah said on that day, every soul shall be recompensed upon what it earned for itself. Meaning what everybody did for themselves their deeds, their actions, on this day, they are all going to be held accountable upon them. فَدَلَّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ لِلْعَبْدِ فِعْلًا وَكَسْبًا يُجْزَىٰ عَلَىٰ حَسَنِيهِ بِالثَّوَابِ وَعَلَىٰ سَيِّئِهِ بِالْعِقَابِ وَهُوَ وَاقِعٌ بِقَضَاءِ اللَّهِ وَقَدَرِهِ This indicates that every person has his intention, that he does his actions. Every person has the ability to do his actions. And those actions that you do from good and from bad, that is what you will be held accountable upon on that day. The deeds that you did, the good ones that you chose to do, and the bad ones that you chose to do and you did with your ability. You did those actions, you chose to do them, and you will be held accountable upon them. As Sheikh Zayd, he says in the explanation, Rahimahullah, هَذَا الْبَابِ بَابُ الْإِيمَانِ بِالْقَضَاءِ وَالْقَدْرِ This chapter is about the belief in the decree. وَهُوَ أَحَدُ أَرْكَانِ الْإِيمَانِ السِّتَّةِ أَلَّتِي يَجِبُ الْإِيمَانُ بِهَا And that is one of the six pillars of Iman that you must have Iman in. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى خَصَّهُ بِالذِّكْرِ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ Allah mentioned the iman in the decree specifically in the Quran. وَذَكَرَهُ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم فِي السُنَّةِ الْمُطَهَّرَةِ And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم mentioned the iman in the decree in the pure sunnah. And the author has mentioned various evidences as we briefly went through them now. And the Shaykh says, فَلَا يَخْرُجُ شَيْءٌ فِي هَذَا الْكَوْنَ عَنْ إِرَادَتِهِ وَسُلْطَانِهِ وَلَا يَصْدُرُ شَيْءٌ فِيهِ إِلَّا بِتَقْدِيرِهِ وَتَدْبِيرِهِ بِيَدِهِ مَلَكُوتُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Nothing happens in this creation therefore except by the decree of Allah. All of the control of the universe, the kingdom, the dominion is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why in that narration it says, لَوْ اجْتَمَعَ النَّاسَ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ مَا أَوْ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ وَلَوْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضَرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَضَرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ If all of the people got together to harm you, they would not be able to harm you, even if all of them got together to do it, unless it was something Allah had decreed. And if all of the people got together to do good to you, 
all of them got together to do some good for you, they would not be able to. Unless it was something that Allah had decreed for you. Unless it was something that Allah had written for you. So everything is with the actions. Uh, all of the actions are from the decree of Allah. Everything which occurs, all of it in the kingdom and the dominion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like Ibn Abi Dawood said, وَبِالْقَدْرِ الْمَقْدُورِ أَيْقِنْ فَإِنَّهُ دِعَامَةُ يَقْدِ الدِّينِ وَالدِّينُ أَفْيَحُ وَبِالْقَدْرِ الْمَقْدُورِ أَيْقِنْ He said, have absolute certainty with regards to the decree. Have certain iman in the decree. That all of this is decreed by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And within that is this issue of guidance. You may say, well, if Allah decreed all of this decree, then how come some people were decreed to be misguided? Some people were decreed to be kuffar. Then we say that the ones whom are guided, then they are guided by the blessing and the mercy of Allah. And the ones who are misguided, then their misguidance only occurs upon justice and knowledge and wisdom of Allah. Such that Allah saw the heart of an individual and it was not one that was accepting of the truth. So he was led led astray upon misguidance. In the Quran Allah says the guidance came to certain people and they rejected it so their hearts were sealed. Their hearts became sealed after they did not accept the guidance which came to them. So the ones who are misguided, it is upon absolute justice and wisdom of Allah that this occurs. Do not think, well, why is this person misguided? Why did Allah not decree for him to be guided? Like we said, Allah gave us the ability. Allah gave us intention and choice. All of these people now, they have access to Islam and the understanding of Islam, but they refuse to accept. They do not accept it and they do not implement it. So all of that is with absolute wisdom and justice and there is no oppression from Allah whatsoever. Uh, and so then the Shaykh goes on to say uh, about the four levels of the Iman as well. Uh, and then after mentioning the four levels of Iman, he says, Well, Iman bil qada'i wal qadr laysa hujja lil aasi ala tark ta'a. That the Iman in the decree is not an evidence for the sinner to leave worship. Wa fi'il al and to do sin. Bi hujja anna fi'il al ta'a wa tarkaha bi qadr. And you cannot use the evidence and say that uh, doing worship and uh, leaving it is by the decree and doing sins or leaving them is by the decree. Meaning you can't say if you do something or don't do it, well it was just decreed. Yes it was decreed, but you were the one who made the choice at the time to do it. You were the one who had the freedom of ability and choice to choose to do that action at the time you did it. So now if you look back and you did a sin yesterday, you say, well, it was decreed then. It must have been decreed. Yes, it was decreed. <clears throat> Obviously, it was decreed. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. But you can't use that as, an, that as an evidence. Why not? Because at the time when you did the sin, at the time when you did the sin, you were the one who made the choice to do it at that time. Looking back in hindsight, isn't an evidence now. You can't say, well, now I know for definite it was in the decree I was going to sin yesterday. Yes, it was in the decree you were going to sin yesterday because you did it. But that's not a proof because at the time when you did it, before you did it, just before you did it, 
had it already occurred in the decree, you committing that sin. Not yet. You made the choice at that moment to perform that sin. You made the choice to do that sin at that time. Afterwards you can't say, well, it was decreed then obviously. Yes, it was decreed, but you made the choice to do it at the time. And that's the important point. Therefore you are held accountable upon that. How does, uh, or, or what, what does it mean that Allah knows all of the decree? It means Allah knows the choices we're going to make throughout our lives. Allah knows the choices we're going to make. But at the time we make the choices, we are the one who choose. Allah gave us that ability, but Allah already knows what we're going to choose. That's why Allah already knows who's going to be in paradise and who's going to be in hell. Allah already knows who's going to be in paradise, who's going to be in hell. We don't, because we don't know the choices we're going to make in life yet. That's why a person strives all the time to be upon obedience to Allah and to make the correct choices of worship and ibadah so that you be from those people who are uh, entered into paradise. مَا تَرَكَ الْعِبَادِ هَمَلًا وَلَا صُدَى وَإِنَّمَا أَنزَلَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْكُتُبِ وَأَرْسَلَ إِلَيْهِمُ الرُّسُلِ وَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ مُرَادَهُ مِنْهُمْ فَمَنْ اِهْتَدَى فَبِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَرَحْمَتِهِ وَمَنْ ضَلَّ فَقَضَلَّ بِعَدْلِ اللَّهِ وَحِكْمَتِهِ Allah sent the prophets, Allah sent the messengers, Allah sent the revelation, sent it all to us. So now after all of that guidance came to us, the ones who are guided, then it is by the virtue of Allah upon them. And the ones who are misguided after all of that revelation came, then it is by justice and wisdom of Allah that they ended up misguided. وَاللَّهُ لَا يُسْأَلُ عَمَّا يَفْعَلُ And Allah is not asked about what He does. وَهُمْ يُسْأَلُونَ But they, the people, they are the ones who are going to be asked. ثُمَّ إِنَّ اللَّهَ أَضَافَ عَمَلَ الْعَبْدِ إِلَيْهِ وَجَعَلَوْ كَسْبًا لَهُ And Allah has told us that our actions are our responsibility. We've been told that in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. That our actions are our responsibility. We have to be held accountable upon what we do. We choose those actions. يُجْزَى عَلَىٰ عَمَلِي الصَّالِحِ بِالثَّوَابِ وَيَسْتَحِقُّ الْعَقُوبَ عَلَىٰ عَمَلِي الصَّيِّ جَزَاءً وَفَاقًا That when we do the righteous actions, we are given reward upon those actions we do of goodness from the choice we make to do goodness. But when we do the bad actions, it is we who make that choice and do them and therefore we are held accountable and punished upon them. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ نَهَاهُ عَنْ فِعْلِ سَيِّئَاتِ Allah has prohibited us from doing the evil actions. وَأَعَطَاهُ الْقُدْرَ عَلَى اجْتِنَابِهَا And Allah has given us the ability to stay away from those evil actions. وَلَمْ يُكَلِّفُ إِلَّا بِمَا يَسْتَطِيعُ And Allah has not uh, burdened us with anything more than we are capable of. وَعَلَى هَذَا يَكُونُ الْجَزَاءِ مِنْ جِنْسِ الْعَمَلِ And therefore, the recompense you get will be in accordance to the deeds you do. لَا يُظْلَمْ أَوْ لَا يُظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا Allah does not oppress anybody. كُلُّ ذَلِكَ وَاقِعٌ بِقَضَاءِ اللَّهِ وَقَدَرِهِ All of that is occurring by the decree of Allah. On the day of judgment, nobody will be oppressed at all. It's mentioned about the hadith of the man who comes with the 99 scrolls full of evil deeds. A man comes on the day of judgment, he's got a scroll full of evil deeds. 99 scrolls. Full of evil deeds. Every scroll, when you roll it out, it's as far as the eye can see. That's how long one scroll is. As far as the eye can see, it rolls out. 99 of them, filled with evil deeds. Then, it will be said to him, Do you have any good deeds? 
after these 99 scrolls of evil deeds come out, it will be said to him, do you have any good deeds? He will say, la ya rabbi. He will say, no my lord. On that day he will have to accept and acknowledge this man will say, no my lord, I do not. But then it will be said to him, actually, you do have one good deed. Even though the man didn't know, he said, no, nothing. After all of those scrolls of evil that he knew he'd done, he said, I don't have anything good to show. But then it will be said to him on that day, actually, you do have one good deed. You do. And your Lord will not oppress anybody. Despite all of those 99 scrolls of evil deeds that you did in your lifetime, there is actually one good deed you do have. You do. So then one scroll is brought out, and on that scroll it says, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. The man had in the end died as a Muslim. Even though he'd done all of those 99 scrolls full of evil deeds, he had died as a Muslim in the end. So then that one scroll is put onto one side of the weighing scale and the 99 scrolls of evil deeds are put onto the other side of the weighing scale. And when the weighing is done, the la ilaha illallah, one scroll is heavier than all of those evil deeds. And so he enters paradise. So this individual with all of those sins, when it is said to him, هَلْ لَكَ حَسَنَا يَقُولُ لَا يَا Then it is said, بَلْ عِنْدَنَا لَكَ حَسَنَا وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا أَوْ وَلَا يُظْلَمْ أَحَدُنَا الْيَوْمِ That you do have one good deed and nobody is going to be oppressed today and your Lord is not going to oppress anybody today. Your Lord does not oppress anyone at all, ever. So one deed it is brought out and it is the shahada and he enters paradise because of it. So this indicates the absolute justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody is oppressed whatsoever. All of this is upon wisdom. Allah has given us the choice to do good and we've been given the choice to do bad. It is you who makes that decision. Even the shaitan on the day of judgment, he will say, it's not my fault, I didn't force anybody. It's in the Quran. The shaitan will say on the day of judgment, I didn't force anybody. I just whispered to them, they went and did it themselves. Even shaitan will declare his innocence from the wrongdoers. He'll say, I didn't force anybody, I just whispered to them, they went and did all these deeds themselves. So even the shaitan will not take responsibility on you. Even he will declare his innocence of the one who does the sin. Saying, I didn't force anybody, didn't compel anyone, I just whispered and they went and did it, their fault. So you will not be able to blame anybody else on that day. You will not be able to blame the decree, you will not be able to blame shaitan, nothing. You are the one upon your actions, written and recorded what you do. So if you spend your life upon ignorance and not learning the Qur'an and the sunnah, not attending the gatherings of knowledge, not reading about the ayat of the Qur'an, the hadith of the sunnah, you don't do it, you spend your life upon ignorance, then on the day of judgment your accountability will be what you have to face. But a person who strives in this life, learning, studying about the religion, then on the day of judgment, inshaAllah ta'ala, he will have something to show from that knowledge and the actions that he performed upon that knowledge. That's where the chapter regarding the decree comes to an end. The next chapter is the chapter of Iman. So we're going to discuss the issue of Iman next. What is Iman? What is the definition of Iman? How do Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah understand the correct meaning of Iman? What do the people of innovation say about Iman? What is Iman? Is all our Iman the same or do we have different types or levels of Iman? 
those are all the issues that we'll discuss from next time. If there's any questions now, so far up to that, we have some time, then we can try and take those if possible, inshaAllah ta'ala. Alright, so we'll leave it there for this week. Carry on next week, inshallah, same time, 7 o'clock. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.